John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. Jim Jeffries show. I'm Jim Jeffries. Uh, look, this is the show before the show, after the show, during the show. Uh, this is the show where we talk about the show. Uh, so if this is you, a podcast. This is a podcast. You just said welcome to the Jim Jeffries show. The Jim <laughs> Jeffries show podcast. Okay. And what we do is we talk about a TV show that you may or may not have listened to because well, I found out recently that 70% of the people who listen to this podcast are foreign. And it turns out that foreign people are real people with emotions and feelings. And so thank you for listening to the show. We really do appreciate it. I'm here with my always co-host, Mr. Forrest Shaw. Say hello, Forrest. Hi. Hi, Jim. How are you doing? Uh, but please, please interview uh, our guests. Uh, interview. <laughs> please introduce our guests that we have. Well, first evening. of all, why don't you tell people where you're going to be? Just do a couple of promos. Oh, oh where, where am I going to be? I'm yeah, going to be up. October 13th at the Baltimore at the Hippodrome, October 14th at Durham at the North Carolina at the Durham Performing Arts Center, October 27th at the, where, how do I pronounce that? Unkinsville. <laughs> it's the Mohegan Sun. Unkinsville, Connecticut at the Mohegan Sun. That would be a casino. So if you have a gambling problem uh, near Connecticut, that's the place to see me. I'll also be October 28th at the West Hampton Beach Performing Center. What even town is that in? That's like in Long Island. Oh, it's Long Island. Uh, So the Mooch is going to be there. He's going to open for me. (laughs) No, actually, that's funny you should mention that. Let's uh, introduce our guests today. Uh... We have two writers from the Jim Jeffrey Show. Uh, we have Laura Wilcox and we have JJ Whitehead. Hello. 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 I know. What are the chances? What are the chances? Now, if anyone doesn't know, JJ will be opening for you there. That was the segue. If anyone doesn't know how these podcasts work, what happens is the rest of our we have eight writers, and the other six writers are actually working upstairs. And uh, we take two of the writers, and they come downstairs, and they do the so pod. Well. <laughs> they they do the podcast, and for some reason, this is harder work than writing on the next episode. <laughs> you think? I think it is. They always seem to begrudgingly come down. No, I think they like it. I just think you know, uh, you know, the, you got to give them some more space to get words in. All right. Well, uh, what have you got we, coming we up? I didn't mean it like that. Like you said, nothing to say. Okay, just yeah, keep talking. Have, have you two got gigs coming up that you want to promote? I'm going to be in Long Island opening for Jim <laughs> Jeffries. <laughs> well, that's horrible. Why would you want to do that? Now, this particular show. Um, Wait, Laura, you had something you wanted to promote. Oh. Then you have she something said you wanted she had to promote. Nothing to say. Oh. Didn't have a gig, but you had. I ha- I wrote a book, and I think it's really going to appeal to this audience in particular. It's a parody wedding guidebook. It's called I Am Bride. Um, for all my ladies listening, uh, you can buy it on Amazon, anywhere books are sold. Uh, Women don't listen. That's 24% yeah. of our yes. audience. 24%. Yes. Is, it, is it really 24%? I think it's something like that, You've right? You've got I don't the know. stats in that? Yeah, 20? we can look at all the stats. All right, for I, think that's who, I think that's who follows the show like yeah. in social media. For yeah, no, 24% right. of women, yeah. women actually yeah. follow the, the show, so that's yeah. great. You, there you go. You can yeah. read 25% so w- let's talk about the show that okay. actually happened. Uh, this has been a very sad uh, week in America, if not in the world. Um, we obviously had the massacre 
that happened uh, in Las Vegas where a man took uh, around 20 guns into the Mandalay Bay Hotel and he shot into a crowd of people who were just enjoying some uh, country music, which uh, I, I can't see how anyone would enjoy country music, but they w that's what they were doing. Um, look, obviously, uh, this isn't where comedy's at. You don't want to be talking about massacres. I've been very outspoken about my opinions on the Second Amendment and also on gun control in this country. I receive hate mail on a daily basis because of uh, what I've said. And I just gave a little speech at the beginning where I basically just said that I've given up. You know, if you, if you want to hear any more about what I think about gun control, you can watch the stand-up routine, you can post it or, or, or what have you. But I don't believe that after what happened in Sandy Hook and what happened in the Pulse nightclub, that if you didn't change the laws then, you're not gonna change them now. So that is uh, a very miserable way um, to start a podcast. I don't want to labor too much about what the, the horrible happenings that happened in Las Vegas. I, I, as I said, I don't know how, well, I, I know how we fix this problem. I don't know if America will ever make the changes that are necessary. You're tired but of talking about it is what you're saying? I'm, I'm, it's, it, I am tired of talking about it. It's, it's weird. Like after the massacre, people actually wrote to me and they said, say something. And it's like, what, what exactly do you want me to say that hasn't already been said? You know, you watch the, all the other late night hosts and they, they, they give an impassionate uh, appeal to the president or to society to make changes. And I really, in my heart of hearts, don't think anything's going to change. I think that people who love guns in this country um, are so indoctrinated that they believe that having a gun is a good thing. You'll never sell me on this particular thing. I, I grew up in a gun-free society. I, I, I moved to Britain, which was a, a, an even more gun-free society. Um, than Australia and, and I think a piece that we did two weeks ago we did a piece on uh, the police in Birmingham which is called the murder capital of Britain and we just noticed just cops just running around with a stick and pepper spray and everything seemed to be working out fine so, so right now there's people who are listening who are angry who are going to write to me and go well it's a different culture and you don't understand if the government gets too tyrannical or whatever so what, what are you willing to give up? Like, when do your freedoms, when do your freedoms of owning a gun, gun infringe on my freedoms of being able to take a girlfriend or my kid to a fucking concert? Or when I stand on stage, I shouldn't feel like I'm in danger of someone standing up and shooting the fucking room up. But you know what? Have your gun and protect your family or whatever the fuck you're going to do. But just know that I don't think very much of you or your views. Um, now, that's a very harsh thing to say, but we did lighten up. Yeah, uh, let's transition into the did, fun part. Ooh. We did lighten up the show uh, by talking about the uh, hurricanes that happened in Puerto Rico. So yeah. a fluffy subject. Yeah. Um, the people in Puerto Rico, they've been having uh, problems. Um, we, we actually cut a joke. There was a joke in this. So we tried to not make light of, but we tried to um, mention all the problems that Puerto Rico was having. 
and try to insert jokes about how Trump was dealing with the uh, floods in Puerto Rico and whatnot. There was a joke that I particularly liked that we had to cut. And there was a joke about how, and this is the truth. I moved to America eight years ago. And if you asked me eight years ago if Puerto Rico was part of America, I would say definitely not. I didn't know that Puerto Rico was part of America. The way that I actually learned that Puerto Rico was part of America was by watching John Oliver's piece on Puerto Rico a year ago. He's very clever. He is smarter than me, and you can know that because he has glasses. (laughs) And and it's like you, you trust people with a British accent, right? Like I just sound like an idiot the whole time. He sounds like he's trustworthy. But me and John Oliver actually started out in the British circuit at the same time. There is actually a pilot out there. There is a pilot when when uh, Texas Hold'em Poker was at its peak, uh, where what happened was uh, they would ask you a question. This is a pilot. This the Sky TV. There's poker a Sky thing? TV where me and there, it exists. There is a pilot with me and John Oliver, where someone wrote a show, and this was the idea. They asked a question. And they said, okay, they asked the beginning of the question and then you could gamble how much you knew the answer, right? And the first question they did was, they go, they just said a few words. They go, Tom Cruise, Mm -hmm. right? Now that week, Suri had just been born. So this this can actually date what happened, right? So I was like, all in? (laughs) Because I thought the answer was fucking Suri. And then John Oliver went, all in? And then we sat there. And then they went, is how high is his ranking in Scientology? And then we both went, I don't know. (laughs) And then all the chips were in and they went, well, that's the end of the show. And then then they made an edit point and they said to us both, they go, can you try to gamble a little slower? And I went, don't fucking ask about Tom Cruise and Surrey. So anyway, so... So So are you friends with them? Um, I'm not unfriends with John. I I respect John, but I don't... I don't really think... Do you know him? We're in the same circles. Yeah, when you say when you say friends, I don't I don't have his phone number. I couldn't text him, but if I saw him at a party, I think we would be friendly to each other. I I, know him, JJ, or not? Yeah, yeah, I know him as well. I started comedy with him as well. So I was in a few new act competitions with him. I remember that. Did you win? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. You, you, yeah should text, look, you should text them that. Look how our careers turned out. Yeah, I guess huh? HBO wasn't there that day. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Well, let's be honest. It's really Comedy Central, and they let him slip through their fingers. Sorry, Comedy Central. All you've right. got you've got me now. Mm. Everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Now they're actually looking at me in the corner because Comedy Central. Yeah, that's more at... awkward than the gun stuff you just yeah, said. Yeah, Comedy just Central way, so. sit on this podcast and they're looking at me, going, "Oh God, if you mention Samantha B, I'm going to slip my wrists." <laughs> um, Too late. So, so what we did was we we uh, we talked about Puerto Rico, um, and he went there today. He was there today or Trump, yesterday. That, this comes out Trump, tomorrow. That's so, a yeah, weird thing. Yeah, like sometimes, sometimes with the podcast, we we with the TV show. We're very happy because we've written the whole show by Friday and we're like, oh, over the moon. And then like fucking someone shoots up a fucking, you know, whatever. And then we have to write a new thing. And then like this morning we were sitting in there, the script was almost done. And then someone said, Trump said some bullshit. And what did he say? He went down to Puerto Rico and held basically like a pep rally for himself. Uh, yeah. Uh, where he was just talking about what a great job he's done. Yeah. and yeah. It looked know. like the boardroom of The Apprentice to him, I think. Yeah. Again. So he's just standing there singing his own praises. Yeah, he's 
he was saying um, he was congratulating himself and everyone that only 16 people have died. It wasn't a, a disaster like yeah. Katrina, which was really a. They're doing what, great with they're death. They're doing great, great with death, great and with and death. he chastised uh, Puerto Rico for like costing a lot of money and being a you know hurting their budget. Yeah. Or something I think like the that. what was the actual quote though? What was the actual quote? Because I said it in the show, I can't remember. Oh, he said he quote. said um oh, about the budget. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, like, what's, I don't the know. Word? what's the it's word? It's like you're yeah. putting our budget out of whack or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. The word yeah. whack was involved. You're throwing our budget out of whack. Thanks a lot, Puerto Rico. Like, yeah, you're yeah, throwing yeah. our yeah. budget yeah. out of whack. Which I think was supposed to be a snide joke. He did pause for a laugh, a but it's a horrible thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Horribly out of touch. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> throwing our budget why, out of whack. Why aren't I getting a round of applause here? That was really clever of me. Also, Melania was sitting next to him dressed like like a Getty image model of, of like beautiful woman goes somewhere to help in relief. So she was wearing like a, an army jacket and a baseball hat over all white pants and a white shirt, which I know I wear all white when I'm going to like. Help. Well, Labor Day yeah. hasn't happened yet. She wore the stilettos. <laughs> no, she wore the stilettos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have I already gone past Labor Day? Yeah, I've been wearing white like a fucking idiot. I'm wearing yeah. white. I'm not even from this country. When was Labor Day? Ah, fuck, I've been wearing white like a moron. (laughs) I got to tell you about Melania Trump because every day, I'm not going to say I like her, but every day I get it a little bit more. Because we went out to Slovenia, we we went to the hometown where Melania Trump comes from, and I get it. I get it. No, what I get is I get that she married like an old rich guy. And I get now that she's in a situation where she's like, ah, fuck me. Yeah, she was about five minutes from leaving him. Yeah, Yeah, she was as good as she was so close to leaving. She was like, sure, you can run. The chances chances that she didn't vote for Hillary are very slim. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she was in that booth all by herself, and she's just like, I'm with her. And she was ticking away. (laughs) And then when he won, she was like, ah, fuck me. I think that the most recent thing was when uh, she gave a little speech, and then Trump like shook her hand. Yeah, he shouldn't. Yeah. Have. Well, he also said, gave another speech recently where he was like, Melania really wanted to be here, but she was standing right next to him and he forgot. <laughs> yeah, but Boy. mentally she wasn't there. Well, that's true. <laughs> no, she's <laughs> that's, that's, we were talking yeah. about that in the room. We were looking at her in the room while Trump was doing this little Giving talk and we're like, where do you think Melania is right she now? She looked like she was so <laughs> she's far away. just like away. looking through him. Yeah. She just wants to like zoom into her brain and she's just like spinning on a hilltop yeah. like Maria. Like, this is this is my prediction for Melania Trump, and you're going to hear it here first, is that w- as soon as Trump is voted out, whether it be in a few years or whether it be in like seven years, um, what's going to happen is as soon as he's out of office, they will get divorced. Oh, yeah. And then she will date another billionaire or another famous person. It's going to be like Jackie Onassis or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, okay, does anyone want to take any bets right now on who the next billionaire is going to be? What if she goes younger? The answer is me. I plan on making a lot of money in the next seven years. No, no, I, 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 I just feel like there's gonna, it's gonna be like we're gonna follow her the same way that you follow. Like, like remember when like Diana Dodie left Char and then Dodie Al Fayed. There's yeah. gonna be a Dodie Al Fayed in her life that we're gonna, and she's gonna become more tabloidy after the divorce. I think people aren't fascinated or i don't think she's beloved enough like jackie o is beloved people I, like were sh- like really were into her see this is the thing about diana though everyone diana. everyone says that diana was beloved but if you really watch the last sort of 
month of her life, all the papers were like, this fucking whore dating an Egyptian. Like, it was nasty. It was nasty. It was nasty because I remember it was, uh, my mother was in hospital at the time and there was a pile of magazines that my mother had been collecting up in the hospital and each magazine was just like this nasty fucking nasty, 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 nasty and then it became the people's princess. Yeah. It was like, it was like they all were like, oh, oh, the, the tabloid. My mother said that she was in hospital and she said, she said, uh, she goes, oh, these, the paparazzi have blood on their hands. <laughs> and I said, mom, look at this shit you're fucking reading. You have fucking blood on your hands. Also, that's why you're in hospital. She had some problems with her hands. Uh, <laughs> me and my brothers were cutting my mother's hands all the time. It was a very weird thing. I don't know how she got in there. So, so that's, that's, that's what happened. We talked about uh, what was happening in Puerto Rico. It was, uh, look, it is an ongoing thing. We have put on the TV show where you can donate money to help the people of Puerto Rico. And I, I do say that you should do that. Um, uh, what was the next subject? We talked about government spending. Yes, yeah. government spending specifically in the GOP. Which was, a, which was a weird sort of subject. I know, like, John Oliver talked about it a couple of weeks earlier in his thing, and then there was, like, there was that... That made it hard for us to decide where to put the Trump quotes from this morning because the budget was out of whack. Yeah, so, so the budget was out of whack. We thought we, of... we could put that in the second act or we could put it in the first act. And what, what happened was, like, so there was, there was another story about the guy who sort of looks like John Oliver who had the... Mnuchin. Um, Mnuchin, who has the, the, the beautiful new wife, yeah. and they went on honeymoon and they spent all the money. And he was the same guy in last week's episode that said freedom of speech should be done on your own time, right. which which yeah. was something that I actually really stuck with me as such a cunty thing to say. They, yeah. they also took a private plane to go see the eclipse, him yeah. and his wife in Kentucky. Like they just it's like that. Yeah, they're it's just, like the moon. They're all moving. taking the planes. Yeah. They're taking the planes yeah. everywhere. All right. So what happened was we took the angle of, and this is true that Donald Trump was very adamant about draining the swamp and and government expenditure. And that uh, the politicians are taking too much money and doing too many uh, different things. And, and, and so when, when we found out about all the different flights and the private jets and the hotels and the things that people were up to, it was one thing for me that we did bring up in the writer's room that we did make sure that is this just a thing that all governments do? Is this something that the Democrats did before them? And it turned out it wasn't. Yeah, no. not to this extent. Not to this extent. Everyone does it a little bit. Everyone takes from work a little bit. But it turns out that this current administration is doing this to an extreme amount. And so, like, that's why we say in the piece, if you watch the show, we said, look, all people steal from work. We all take pens and post-its. And we talked about me going off to do a piece on the Great Barrier Reef that worked out, but there are closer <laughs> reefs. Right. Um, but it turns out that, no, there, there hasn't been an administration that has spent more money than this current one. Uh, it, Donald Trump is getting up to right now the amount of time that Obama actually spent golfing. And, and one of the but big also, things also money in eight years, yeah. in eight years. And he's, do, he's doing yeah. it in less yeah. than a year. Right. And tr one of Trump's big things during his campaign when he was speaking to his base was that, oh, I won't be spending time golfing. It turns out he golfs the fuck out of it. Yeah. He's, yeah. 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 He's, but also spending wise. That's that stat of right. like in eight years, Obama's uh, spending and uh, Trump's going to be at that amount. 
within like one soon. year. He's yeah. doing a great job. He's tearing through it. He's really Breaking draining all the that swamp. Yeah, but nobody Maybe. seems to care. Like you, I mean, all these, you know, like it, it does not. It's just weird because it doesn't affect anything that he's doing that he said he wasn't going to do. It doesn't affect his base like ever. It doesn't that's seem yeah, to they be. Love but it. That's they, why he talks so much shit. Uh, he can yeah. talk absolute shit, and everybody that. So very, very rarely on the one of the policies we have on the show is that we don't really do sketches, um, and we'll hopefully we'll never have a moment where I'm interviewing a person as a character and we do a fake interview. But we did do something in this particular episode where we had one of our writers, Lucas play a coal miner so if you're watching the performance yeah it was it's really? very funny it's very yeah, funny you got stellar. the end credits as well stellar. so if you're watching the, if you're watching the episode <laughs> and there's a coal miner that's talking about how much he wants a president who owns golf clubs and gold mines please know that that isn't a piece of stock footage that we actually did record that <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be able to figure it out, but He's just, just in case. Let's be honest, the most handsome coal miner ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the one of the most interesting things was, or like weird things was the phone booth, though, that Scott Pruitt. Oh, we, yeah. we did talk a lot about yeah. that. Scott Pruitt had a, a phone booth put yeah. in the corner of his office um, because he wanted to have private phone calls. And I don't know if that's because of like back going back to Nixon where everything that was done in the office was tape recorded. Uh, I know that happened as well during Obama, that everything in the every office that happened was tape recorded. I don't know if that's still the case in the White House that he thought he needed a, a special but booth. why does he get to like yeah, it circumvent those Yeah, looks like he's obviously going to so get up to seedy things. Yeah, I like, think it's right? so obvious. Well, the, right thing, the, thing that, the thing that I've said to me while we're in the office, we talked about this because when we're in the writer's room, because um, we had no idea how much a private phone booth should cost. And it right. turns out not more than 7000 Right. At your highest bid, you can't spend more than $7,000 to have a private phone booth in your office. And t- he, he spent twenty five grand. Yeah. He too is, much, too much. Look, I used to be a biologist. That's what I used to do. And so I, I guess I think about it a lot more. But I feel like he is the most underrated piece of shit in Trump's oh, administration because I don't think people are really thinking about the EPA and how it's being run. No. And this guy like currently has lawsuits that he filed against the EPA when he was the attorney general yeah. in Oklahoma that are still they're still there. Yeah. They still exist they're and active. he's running the organization. How's that legal? That doesn't even seem like that yeah. would be a, I mean forget the phone booth that's no. probably extra money cuz it's lined with you know, panda skin or something like that. But it's, just, it's made entirely it, out of carbon dioxide. He's just flying under the radar as this guy that's like just making all these, all these, he's all these deals over dinners with all the, these special interest groups that he's just, it's just, it's incredible. But yeah. all right, so th- there's a bit of silence on the radio right now because my assistant Jack is trying to open a beer for the first time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> who's there a beer for? Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's opening one for me. Uh, Jason wants one. You right, Laura? Um, yeah. You're what are you drinking? An IPA? Yeah, it was in. What's wrong with that? No, that was wrong all with that was in the fridge. No, I like that. It's fancy. I like that. I'm going to take the fancy I like beer. that you're doing that. Do you want anything to drink first? Uh, yeah, I'll have, a, I'll have a beer. Sure. All right. Anyone else in the room? Comedy yeah. Central, you want something to drink? Recommend. You're right. Londie, what do you want? You want a beer? Jack, get Londie a beer. All right. A beer. Jack's trying the date as well. Do you know that? Huh? Jack's trying the date Jack. as well. Okay. So if i got to tell you, I'm going to sell you all to us. Now, there was okay. a scene... In the show where I said, oh, yeah. if you oh, want to yeah. donate money, uh, why don't you dedicate a cup from your own house? Now, there was a young man holding a Jim Jeffries <laughs> mug 
That was Jack Hackett. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah, that was Jack Hackett. It's is a real my, name. Yep. Yeah, Jack Hackett is my assistant. He yeah. had no choice but to do comedy with that name. Yeah, he do, he's he's a he's a Thanks, stand-up Jack. comedian. I'm not going to say an amateur stand-up comedian because I you know I haven't seen him perform yet, but he's a very funny young man. He's unconventionally good-looking. Um, <laughs> he, he 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 comes from old money girls, so you really you really want to get on the Hackett Express. Forrest, right? maybe you should date him. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really want to get on the Hackett Express. Now he's had sex with like two women, so his dick is pristine. Two? You've had it's you two. Could, you could eat off Hackett's dick. He's saying no, you it's not two. Eat off Hackett's he dick. It's not even. It's just one. He says. I was trying to big him up. Forrest. One is cleaner. <laughs> His dick is cleaner no. with one. <laughs> no, no. These are nice young fucking girls who have done it. Get a catchphrase like go, uh, Jack, can you hack it? Like just say that to women. They're gonna love that. Women anyway, love catchphrases. Yeah, they me. love catchphrases. I think you can do better, Jack. No, we anyway, we, we, so we, we say his name like the hot pockets, just so you know. Jack Hackett. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so um <laughs> so anyway <laughs> I didn't know we did that. I'm gonna No, over it. we do it over here in the digital. Oh, yeah, in, the, in the other building. Yeah. Jack Hackett. Jack Hackett sounds like a fucking accomplished man who can do. Now that, now, that was one of the weird things. When I was naming my son, right, um, he was named after my my ex's, um, Kate's um, father was called Hank. So it was called Hank Jeffries. Now, I, this is going to sound like, I don't know if this is misogynistic or what this is, but I did go around to all the girls that I knew because I wanted him to have a good life. And I went up to all the girls I knew and I said, would you fuck a guy called Hank Jeffries? <laughs> and they all took a pause and they went, I would fuck a guy called Je- <laughs> You know what I mean? I went, all right, that name's all right. Because Hank Jeffries sounds like a guy who's got a big dick who can fix things. And that's what the name Jack Hackett means. Yeah. Jack Hackett is a name you can trust. <laughs> Jack Hackett doesn't let you down. He'll bring it. Sounds a- like an agent from 24. He'll, yeah. he'll help you move furniture. He'll help you move furniture. But he, he don't take the piss. Don't take him for granted. Because he won't do it every time. He'll do it just once off, because Jack Hackett has shit to do. All right. You sounded like Michael Caine at the end there for some reason. But... Because Jack Hackett has things to do. There you go. Right. When Jack Hackett comes to move furniture for you, you have to believe that Jack Hackett is doing it for the right reasons. Anyway, so after... Yeah, let's not forget... This is a very loose podcast this week. <laughs> yeah. this, we re- nah, nah, this one's way more organized than last week. Really? Like, what yeah, happened yeah, yeah. last week? I last week? I don't know. Did like, I vomit and just shit myself halfway through? Because I don't I'm see how close. it could have been going much better than this one. Anyway, so <laughs> after that, yeah. we had on the Insane Clown Posse. ICP. Yeah. Now, what are their love- names? Do you remember yeah, their names? Please They're, say their names again. No, because yeah. one of them... I'll tell you what, because one of them's called Violent J, yeah. and the other one's called uh, P. Diddy. No, and <laughs> no, it's Shaggy too dope. Shaggy, Shaggy too dope. Shaggy, <laughs> Shaggy too dope. Too dope. Like shaggy, too dope. Shaggy. shaggy too dope. I'm saying everything you're saying. Shaggy too dope. Shaggy too dope. You're saying too dope. Just count to three. Just count to three. One, two, three. Shaggy too dope. Shaggy too dope. I'm putting the two in. I know how you want me to say. You want to go Shaggy too dope or something. Say two broke girls. You say to broke girls? <laughs> to broke girls. Oh, right. No, okay. You, don't, you, do, not, you do not say that. To broke girls. No, shaggy, so. shaggy, to dope. <laughs> so what happened was, so we had Violent Jane, Shaggy, to dope. And just before I, I, I went to interview him, one of our producers came up to me and they said, Violent Jay 
just likes to be called Jay now. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. There no, was a note. You're not to call him Violent Jay. <laughs> you have to call him Jay. There's some custody battle going on with him and his ex. Uh, no, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but, but it's <laughs> funny because when you, when you said that, I was like sitting in the I looked over at Scott and you guys didn't do anything. So I go, oh, I guess he's going by Jay no, now. No, no, no. I got told you just uh, to call him Jay. Which is weird, because <laughs> if the other one just shortens his name, is his name going to become two? No, Shaggy. It's two or dope, dope, I think. Or Dope. Jay and Shaggy. It's just Jay and Dope. <laughs> anyway. Jay talked a lot more. It's very interesting. I had never heard of Shaggy to Dope and, <laughs> and Jay and the Violent Clown Posse. I met them before. <laughs> the insane Clown Posse. <laughs> <laughs> and I met them before the show, and they couldn't have been sweeter young men. Um, I, I met them, and I said, thank you so much for coming to the show. And they're like, oh, okay, thank you for having me. And then they were like, I'm like, I'm not a great interview, which is bullshit. I do have I'm a question amazing. for you. Do they put comedy in their music, though? Do they? They're quite serious, aren't they? Does anybody, I, does anybody I, here I know? assume they put... Oh, yeah. I assume I, they put some... Say that in the they they put some that's... clown comedy... There'd be so. things that they're rap stars. It'd be something like because yeah. every time you told a joke, they were like, "They." I was looking for them to laugh, and they'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. Kind of just absorb it. Yeah, there, was, there was a lot of things. Yeah. Kinda... Pretty serious. Clients. I don't serious know if they'd ever they warmed to me, to be honest. But what happened was, so Shaggy the Dope and 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 Silent Bob came out, and and I, I interviewed him. And and it is a very interesting thing because what happened is, and this is a very, like this is one of those freedom of speechy things that is, is like right on the cusp of what you agree with, whatever. But they have their fan base. It's called the Juggalos, which I assume has something to do with juggling and mixed in with the word gigolo. There's no juggling. Juggalos yeah. is a thing. Isn't that a male prostitute? No, it's a gigolo. That's a gigolo. It's a gigolo. It's the juggalos and the juggalettes, I think, if I they're, if they're famous. This is such an informational yeah. podcast. Yes, the juggalos and the gigolettes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... So anyway, so they drink some uh, like shitty, Bago. shitty fucking Bago. Bago. shitty Detroit fucking Fanta. And what happened is now is uh, the FBI deemed they, if you were a fan of the Insane Clown Posse, you were a member of a gang. So let's say you were on Prohibition or what have you. If you went along to the concert, that could be breaking your Prohibition. You could get into a lot of trouble. Prohibition? And, Pro oh, oh, prohibition. But, uh, That's what I was saying. Oh, why don't you run the fucking podcast? <laughs> if we're going to point out every time I'm a moron, then this is going to be a very long show. Anyway, I'm not good with the words. I'm the I'm the Sean Spicer of me. Anyway, so so if you're on probation, if you're on probation. What will happen is uh, you go along, and th there was a case that, that they actually had a uh, they had a rally in Washington D.C. where they spoke about, it, and there was a there was a woman who spoke who actually lost her children because wow. even because though she, she's a fan, yeah, she'd had no abuse in in her history. The children had been taken care of, but because she had done some other crime, and then she showed up at the Insane Clown Posse, her children were taken away from her. So it it has become this very much like like why are you in trouble? just for having, uh, just being a fan of a band. Now, I still, to this moment, and I lied to them when I met them, I still have not heard an insane clown posse song, but I assume it's mostly about big shoes and the honking noise. <laughs> or, like, I assume they have a hit. Fitting in a car. I assume they have a hit uh. called Smell This Flower. <laughs> 
One of our writers was disappointed to find out that they don't do any actual clowns. That was Lucas, our handsome uh, coal miner. Here, I have a song. You want to hear? Oh, no, we could, probably can't play it on the... We can't play, but they were very sweet. Uh, rap rock. They were very sweet. They were a funny interview. Um, uh, Google them and have a listen. But yeah, yeah. Suba, we can't play it. Suba I'll do my imitation clown, of it. Right? Suba's done her well, share of clowning, correct? Is that what? Suba, Suba, who, if you go back to our first podcast, Suba, Suba, one of our writers, is a clown. No, she would do like balloon animals at parties to earn money, like in college. I tell you what, when I. I had it for some of my son's birthdays. I rather than employ a clown, I employed a balloon artist. There we go, balloon artist. Now I got to tell you, for like two hundred bucks, best money you've ever spent. Yeah. Everyone starts off with like eh, whatever, and then it's just like magic tricks. You go up going, make me an ET. You know, like you try to get more and more elaborate, right? Yeah. And then like all the women were wearing like balloon diamond rings. <laughs> And everyone was wearing like balloon um, crowns and the kids got bored of it and adults were just walking up going, make me a bike. (laughs) It's like a real balloon artiste. You know, one thing that um, I don't, I mean, you mentioned it, that there was a juggalo march in Washington because of this, 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 this whole uh, thing. And you could hear them coming because of the squeaky shoes. (laughs) (laughs) But wasn't it like the same day? Because you guys are going to know more like uh, or I thought you might know. Okay, let's defer to the writers. But, but I thought it was the same day as a, a march uh, that Trump, the Trump uh, um, supporters organized, called, oh, well, and they, and they, and they that outnumbered that. them. That was like the thing where they and the it wasn't covered. Them. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So it, it was, was yeah, some like pro-Trump. It was like million right, march so. or something like that. Okay, well, I thought yeah, everyone else had had some information, yeah. but apparently not. <laughs> we just watched the sound bites from from there. <laughs> yeah. I know that they outnumber. I know that there was there was a, a, a march to support Trump and there was a march to support the Jugglers and the Jugglers outnumbered the them. So they have a lot of followers. Yeah. I mean, like millions. So it's hopefully they no tweet your show. Well, that'll be good for us. We need the ratings. <laughs> <laughs> We're hoping we tagged them. So. I, I'm going to tell you a very dark story. Very dark story, which oh, is boy. kind of no. I, maybe I shouldn't tell this. I don't know how dark. <laughs> When, when when I made legit, so I had a sitcom on FX, and that involved, and it was it was a true story from um, many years earlier in my life where I had I took care of a guy with muscular dystrophy. My my best friend had uh, his brother had muscular dystrophy, and we actually we took the brother to a brothel and got him laid before he died. And it was almost, it was one of the more beautiful things that had ever happened in my life. And it sounds so seedy and all that type of stuff, but it actually was like sort of a, um, empowering thing that happened in my life. Anyway. So we, we, the, the TV show launched and there was this guy who had muscular dystrophy that was just abusing me on the internet. Oh, oh, the whole, why the adverts happened? He was just constantly like, fuck you, fuck you doing muscular dystrophy, fuck you, who the fuck do you think you are? Oh, I've got muscular dystrophy. And you don't want to fight with a guy, he's got muscular dystrophy. So I was just like, all right, buddy, I hope you enjoy the show. And most of those guys supported you. Like yeah, well, no, but after they saw the show, before that, they thought we were going to take, we were going to, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. they Make thought we were going to be making fun of the right, situation, yeah. and that's not what we were doing at all. Right. Anyway, so he tweeted out, he's watching the show and he's like, and it meant so much to me that this guy was watching this show and he tweeted out, he goes, I'm watching legit. He goes, this is the best 
portrayal, betray, not betrayal, betray. uh, betray, uh, uh, of, of muscular dystrophy I've seen. Prohibition. He goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes, I'm really loving this show. And then he went to bed and he died. <gasps> That's the truth, right? The guy went to bed and he died. And I remember being so upset. How did you find out? Because like, I kept on following his page. I smothered him. I fo- kept yeah. on following his page. And then the next message was from like his sister. Like he watched this Aww. TV show and then he went to bed and he died. And I remember thinking, that sucks, man, because I really needed ratings on that show. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, so that, that story does make you look pretty good. No, but so that... You that him, so you that, made him happy. So you well, kind of set us up there thinking, I'm going to do I don't, something really horrible here. But no, no, but I, end, I... You're dark. a bit of a hero. You said it was dark. I mean, it's It was dark. Died. No, no. It was, it was a show very complimentary about myself. <laughs> um, I'll tell you another story about when person. I helped some wounded person. <laughs> Okay, so, so basically, I'm the misogynist with the heart of gold. Yeah. So um, I, I, I was talking to Forrest about something funny the other day. It was like, it's every time I do something, because I've told so many horrible jokes on stage and everything, and I've always considered what I do for stand up to be somewhat of a character and not to be who I am as an actual person. That every time I do something that has an agenda, whether it be like the anti gun control or something that's fairly liberal or whatever, which is the way that I actually think in my life. People write to me like I've sold out or that I'm, I'm now, now when the election was happening, I did the whole anti-Trump routine about the please don't be an asshole America and you can do the right thing here. Um, people wrote to me and one guy wrote to me and, and with, with the opening sentence, how much is Hillary paying you? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I remember, <laughs> I remember thinking to myself, yeah, that's what the Hillary Clinton campaign did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They all yeah. sat around going, let's really push this campaign over the line. Get <laughs> yeah. me the misogynist Jim Jeffries. <laughs> like right now, right now in Hillary's campaign, there's probably like a biography, there's probably a chapter like, where I went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, probably, I probably shouldn't have given so much money to Jim Jeffries. Yeah. What did you say? You can only beat misogyny with more misogyny? Yeah, yeah. I was trying to beat Donald Trump. But I, I, yeah. I look, I've said so many jokes throughout my career that I, I will say I regret. And then there's been some that I just think are funny and you have to get over it. And so, which brings us like to... like I was saying on tour, too. You can Anything taken out of context can Anything taken out of context. And, and, and that, is, that is one of my that, biggest no, problems. On that is one of my biggest problems with people having cameras in an audience of a gig. I, don't, I honestly don't mind if you record my show to watch it. It's just that if you take a, a sentence out of context of the entire show, then I can look like a complete asshole. And that brings us to Act 4. And Act 4 was Melania Trump was trying to do a nice thing because she's got to keep herself busy in between squinting. <laughs> and so what she did was, because that takes up a lot of time, all right? Yeah. right? She's never had any work done, she says. Wow. <laughs> that's Come how gravi- on. Because that's how yeah. gravity works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen photos of her when she was 16. She looks younger now. She because does. when we went to Slovenia, we met the photographer who took the original photos of her. She looks like... Anyway, I, I'm not... I'm not a Melania Trump hater, as I said earlier. I think she's in this position. I'm not a. I'm not a fan of the lady. I just think, out of all the first ladies we've had, she's the one that is the most caught. It's really a Beauty and the Beast situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we always think that's a Taylor's all this time. It's Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Anyway, so so <laughs> she's trying to keep herself busy, and what she did was she sent out 
um, some Dr. Zeus books um, to I, I all love, the different schools. Dr. Zeus. And a, a, and a librarian. Did I say that wrong? Dr. Zeus? No, it's pronounced, it's pronounced Prohibition. It's right. pronounced too dope. These, no. d- these books were before Prohibition. Yeah. And so what happens? He sends some Dr. Zeus books out. Now, these Dr. Zeus books, just my opinion on the whole matter was it's, it's a nothing thing she's doing. It's a time filler. Like any school is going to be better off because they get eight fucking books of Dr. Zeus. Yeah. But what happened was there was, there was, there was a librarian who decided to take a political stance. Now, now, not often do we take the right-wing view of things, but I personally, and I'm a big fan of Dr. Zeus. Now, the, the librarian that didn't want to accept these books, she was upset because she believed that the books had racist overtones in um, the um, art in the actual books. The drawings had racial overtones. Now, the thing is, it's not actually the Dr. Zeus books uh, that have the racist overtones in the art. It's it's some art that Dr. Zeus did before he started writing the books. He did some things that were sort of a bit minstrel looking that involved cannibals and all that type of stuff. Um, and, but also uh, the photo of her that went around the internet immediately yeah. as her dressed in cat in the hat stuff. Yeah. Right. It's like... Oh, she... Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what you said on the show, too. I don't know. If, right. Yeah, but it's like... It, it, so she was... I don't think That immediately anti- was on the internet. Yeah. She's Look, anti-Trump. She's not anti-Dr. That's Seuss. the whole thing. She was Which, trying to She was trying to make yeah. more of a point than being anti-Dr. Seuss. Yeah. And let's... Let's... Like, these are the bare facts. The cat in the hat was played in a movie by Mike Myers, and he's a Canadian, and you can't get whiter than that. So let's not say that the cat in the hat is some type of black minstrel-type character. Now, as I said, I do uh, read Dr. Zeus books to my son a lot, and I believe that things like Yertle the Turtle, which is is a, a cautionary book, of just accepting what you have in life and not trying to overreach and not trying to take over others for your own gain. Uh, stars and Thars, which is like, be happy with you. Don't You don't have to be someone else. I think there's many, many um, good moral tales, uh, even political commentary in a Dr. Zeus book. Uh, so I was surprised when I heard this. So I, I did take the attitude of, um, well, fuck you on this. And do the writers want to comment at all? I don't know if you agree with me because I came in the office I and just sort was, of said what I, I wanted. I thought yeah. it was great, yeah. Well, I, I helped write that with uh, Kirshen and we thought, yeah, that was, yeah, I mean, it's the perfect stance to take against the little librarian lady. I mean, she was, well, you were calling it choose your battles at first. Remember, yeah. you initially wanted to say pick your battles. Originally, you know, it was pick your battles. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that this woman doesn't oh, the segment have would have been any like, argument. Yeah, it was going to no, be called I, pick I, your battles. Maybe she yeah. does have an argument but is this the argument you want to take my thing is just don't she's trying to like dress it up as like well this there's racist undertones i'm like no i think you just want to say fuck you trump i don't want your fucking book so just say that that then i'd be like hell yeah or like fuck you i donated these books to it also she was like my school is a rich school in cambridge massachusetts we don't (laughs) need these goddamn books give them to a school that actually but 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 what i say to that is rather than bitch mail them on re-gift Right. Yeah, the real Write the moral Trump's high a letter ground. that says, fuck you, I don't want your fucking books. That being said, I donated them to an actual school. Yeah, it that took as them. much yeah. effort as actually just sending them yeah. on to something else. And let's be honest, like I said in the piece that uh, Dr. Zeus helped people with literacy. Reading a Dr. Zeus book does not help you with literacy. There's a whole lot of made up fucking words in there. <laughs> There's no green eggs yeah. right away. It's a big yeah. letdown. Yeah. Green eggs and hams, Horton, there's a who. 
very misleading world, mm-hmm. really. Anyway, so so if you can take anything from this podcast or anything uh, from any of my opinions, uh, don't take it from my stance on gun control because that's a wishy-washy area. But please know that I support green eggs and ham. Yeah. Now, that has been our podcast. Oh, hold on. There's one piece of interesting information. I think oh. there's an Easter egg this week, isn't there, in honor of a great musician who died. It might be mm. nice. Did to we I actually, believe, as long as it's still in. Did we get that in? But I do believe yeah, we, did no, it, we did get that in. We have, in a, Tom we have a thing where we tell the people on the, uh, like, if politicians want to want to be at one with the American people, don't take private jets. Take a Greyhound bus. And at the back of the bus, I didn't know we got this through because I can't see the screen while I'm performing, but uh, we put Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was he actually on the back of the bus learning to fly? <laughs> I saw a little head back there, but that was Tom yeah. Petty. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, watch the episode and you can yeah, find the Easter egg. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because this to... comes out on Wednesday. Let's uh... see if you saw the episode. And then if you haven't seen the episode and now you're like showing ah. on DVR your friends the episode, you can have your little bit of... Go back and Jim watch it. Jim always sees an ideas, man. Jim uh, Before we go... Now, before we go, Forrest, any, any last Wilcox, notes? Let us uh, know where people can find you. So. Um, my address... Just kidding. It's uh, uh, I'm on Twitter, Laura underscore Wilcox. There's two L's in Wilcox. Little known fact. That's important to know. Yeah. didn't know that. I didn't... Okay, JJ Laura. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jim doesn't know anyone's last names. I don't think JJ Whitehead. I'm on the Twitter as well as JJ Whitesnake. I'm JJ Whitesnake on. Are you a Whitesnake fan? So, no, I, I was just drunk when I signed up. Nice. Okay. Now I can honestly, I can honestly say that two out of the three people I am on the podcast with this evening, uh, two of the smartest people I've ever worked with. Uh, you decide. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. We'll see you next week. Okay, even if you're listening to the podcast, uh, thank you for doing that. But please subscribe to us as well and follow us on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And rate and review us too. Thank you. Bye.